Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and we're going to talk about fatherhood. It's that around that time of year where we honor our fathers on Father's Day, but it's especially important that we talk about the presence of our Lord's gift to us in our fathers. But before we do that, Kayla, could you start off in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most blessed Trinity, we come before you and we thank you. We thank you for the gift of fathers. We thank you for our physical fathers and also our spiritual fathers. Lord, we pray for blessings upon each of them. And we pray for all those who may be suffering in this area. Lord, I pray for healing and comfort. And I pray that we may always have our eyes set upon you. Our Lady, Queen of Heaven and Earth. Pray, pray for, for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for that prayer, uh, Kayla. And, you know, it's it's very easy for me to at least joke about my own dad because we all have I think we can own... all do that. Not, uh, yeah, I mean... Okay, not your dad particularly. I'm sorry, Mr. Ventura. <laughs> but I mean our own fathers. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, wait, are you calling Mr. Ventura? No, I was like, no. no. Okay. I mean, I think dad. we can all have those stories of yeah. our dads have embarrassed us or we're strict or whatever I think it it's like a rule for dads to like right. embarrass their kids. Yes, definitely. It's like, like a number one rule is like if you say, don't do that, dad. He immediately yep. there does you it. Go. So, yes. but it, it's really it, what we wanted to kind of do here is talk about not necessarily our dads, but also talking about our heavenly Father and you know His mm-hmm. presence in our lives and what it means for a man to be a father and kind of in relationship in our society. Mm-hmm. And I think too, you know, in thinking about our own physical fathers and our heavenly Father, I think it's really important too to think about spiritual fathers. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just talking to my aunt a couple of days ago. And she was talking about how they come in from out of town and they visit um, a priest on Father's Day and they Mm -hmm. like take him out, you know, to lunch and just to be with their family because this particular priest has truly been like a father to their family. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that a lot of times we can kind of forget about that spiritual fatherhood, which I think is just as important, if not more important than physical fatherhood. No, that's a really good point, Kayla. And I... I mean, speaking as a priest, that's, I want to say yes, that's good. Yeah, I like that. We'll take you out to lunch, don't worry. (laughs) And and just so you know, you're listening to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm joined in the studio by Kayla Walton and Trisha Casson. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show, but we're all here together. Unfortunately, Joel Yarmish is not able to join us today, but it's really exciting to be able to talk about, you know, all the different aspects of fatherhood. Mm -hmm. Trisha, do you have any... Uh, embarrassing stories no, about your dad. No, my dad I kind of wanted you to tell a story. Oh, that <laughs> is a lie. <laughs> Not that I mean to say you're mean, Mr. Casson, but it's... No, really, though, I'm blessed to have a really, really, really wonderful father. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and so I'm really, really grateful for him. When, you know, we were talking about fatherhood, I was just thinking about my own dad and, like, what were some of the moments in my childhood where I, like, knew he loved me the most or like he communicated Mm -hmm. his love really clearly Mm -hmm. um, or just like some happy memories of him as a dad growing up. And it's funny because like my memories and like the moments that I thought of weren't, and this is probably unique to each individual, but they were um, like things he said to me Mm -hmm. more than like being at my basketball games. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I think you can communicate your love in both ways, by your presence and by your words. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in particular for me, it was just like some of the really sweet things my dad said at the perfect time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like movies sometimes try to paint us like, oh no, it's it's only at the sporting events or the events that the kids do that the dad can be a dad. But it's really in those, you know, moments where there's a teaching moment, where mm-hmm. there's something to impart. I know... I can recall every single time my dad would be like, all right, now I'm going to tell you so that you can't tell me later. You didn't tell me, dad, so that I can say I told you so. That's That was one of his big things. Yeah, I think, too, Trisha, when you were talking, it just in thinking about my own father, you know, of course, they remember the times when they love us and when they have cared for us. Um, and in my own life, I, I can remember the times vividly where my dad has made me feel really safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, even one time, like when I was in, in college, I got into a car accident um, and I had it all together until my dad came. And then as soon as my dad came, he said, I've got it from here, Kayla. And I was able to get into his car. And at that moment, I just uh, I well, first of all, broke down because mm-hmm. there was an adult there who could take care of it, who could talk to the police, whatever. But it was in that moment where I felt so protected that it was such a blessing. Um and I think it to, you know, beyond those moments of feeling protected, I think that the lessons that they teach us are invaluable. Mm-hmm. And I can hear my dad say, you know, all these things like don't wait until tomorrow to do what you can do today or, you know, leave your work at work because it will always be there or, you know, just all these different things that we've learned from them that um, sometimes we can roll our eyes to. But really, at the end of the day, <laughs> like they're really helpful. No, you they, know? they are. I, um, I think also just like I, we're kind of going on a tyrant, but. Something I learned from my dad is watching him do things for other people. Yeah, You know, it's yes. not necessarily yes. the things that he's done for me where I've learned a lot from him, but watching the way that he um, is so generous with other people mm-hmm. um, has been something that has, like, I think really taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And also um, watching the way that he loves my mom. You know, mm-hmm. we, Kayla and a few of our friends were joking about men and, mm-hmm. you know, just like <laughs> dating and. Okay. And, <laughs> okay. And we're like, uh, why is it so hard sometimes? And we're like, because our dads were so awesome. Yes. Uh, yes, we were. We were talking about it. We were like, why, why are we having such a hard time? You know, just, well, that's a whole nother story. But anyways, why is it like, why are our standards so high? And it's because, it, you know, the, there were three of us talking and because we've all had really wonderful fathers who have given us that example of what it means to truly love. That's precisely, I mean, that's what I always talk about. Like, if I ever talk about my family, I have just one sister, and, you know, she has really high standards for who she dates now because my dad was always very clear how uh, he was to love her and, you know, how she is to be respected. She didn't have to please him. He was always there saying, you are loved. You Mm -hmm. You have a higher standard. And it was, and it's really, it's really powerful. And especially in our society today where, you know, not necessarily, I don't want to make like this big thing that fatherhood is under attack. I mean, I don't want to be super dramatic, but you know, there is a certain sense of trying to dissolve that kind of special relationship that mothers and fathers have with their children. Oh, of course. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that there is a unique role that each person has. I mean, we, we're not cookie cutters. Like mm-hmm. my relationship with you guys is different than say with my mm-hmm other parishioners because I've known each other known you guys for so long not all my relationships are exactly the same similarly when it comes to being raised or being uh, brought up each relationship that we have with everyone 
is going to be fundamentally different. Like the relationship I have with my grandparents is different than the relationship I have with my parents. Grandparents spoil parents discipline. <laughs> One of the two. I, I think yes. that's like a rule somewhere. Oh, it is. It's written down. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, good fathers make us alive for more. You're listening to <laughs> Alive for More on St. Gabriel Radio. You can hear us on Thursdays at, at noon. noon and yep. Saturday or Sundays so, at three. Um, you are in, this is Trisha Kasten, and I'm here with Father Nick Ventura and Kayla Watton, and we are discussing fatherhood. And um, Father, something you said is you don't want to be dramatic. You're not going to say that fatherhood is under attack, but I would dare say that fatherhood is under attack, and that's not okay. dramatic, but that's just the reality it of is. our generation. Okay, fair enough. Um, and not even like under attack, but absent. You know? Yeah, th- like, there is a lot of absent fatherhood. So I yeah. I um, volunteer at Run the Race Center. It's a nonprofit started by Miss Rachel Muhal in um, an underprivileged part of Columbus, mm-hmm. and um, they had this really great program where on Tuesdays when the kids were eating dinner, um, four men came from Columbus who have families and put on a program about fatherhood, uh, this specific topic for these children. And it was really eye-opening because at the beginning of the program, they had, you know, these kids can, or the kids can sometimes act up or not take things seriously. So the dads wanted to, like, um, show them that, like, they need to be serious about this. And so they're like, raise your hand if you have, you live in a house with your father. And, you know, out of 50 kids, probably maybe like two raise their hand. Wow. And they're like, okay, raise your hand if you don't live with your father, but he's a part of your life. So then maybe like 10 raise their hand. And as, you know, eventually they went on and on and they're like, raise your hand if you don't know who your father is and you've never had a father. And then there were like a handful of kids who raised their hand. And the men were just saying like, you need to take this seriously because for those five kids, like this is real. And, mm-hmm. and they they don't know what it's like to be a father, what it's like to have a father. So the rest of you need to be serious for the next 30 minutes. And it was like kids were crying and um, they just talked about like, what does it mean to be a father and what happens when we don't have fathers? Like, where can we find that support? Because the reality of the situation today is that um, I think the statistic, the statistic is in 1960, 10% of kids were raised in a family without a father. Today, it is over 50%. That, I would still yeah. say that it's even more. I oh. mean, I don't know. Yeah, this article is from 2015, so it's probably yeah. somewhat recent. But um, so the reality of the situation is that mm-hmm. there are children who are being raised without a father. And like, how do we respond as young adults? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the first first thing that we can do is just, you know, we to, to step in our own families. Because if it's 50 percent, chances are we have members of our family who are affected by this, mm-hmm. who don't have a father in their lives and they need um mm-hmm. that kind of support i'm not saying you need to go out of your way and say you need a dad that's that's not all what i'm saying but just being present uh if mm-hmm. you if you're a guy and you have a niece or nephew that you know that their dad's not around you know being there for them saying hey i'm here for you a, a presence some form of fatherhood presence in their life is so important for it, the raising of a child it's like a mentorship and yeah. so that was like their their point is that and a lot of these children who who had fathers like the fathers that they claimed as their fathers weren't actually their natural fathers yeah and that's something these men mm-hmm. talked about too is that like yeah we have children and i i'm didn't i'm not this person's natural father but i adopted them or i helped raise them because my sister and brother couldn't etc cetera, etc cetera. and that sometimes we have to receive this um sense of protection and being provided for and discipline and love from somebody who's not our natural father and where are these mentors going to come from Mm -hmm. and how do we find them where do we find them i think taking it also like one step further is supporting those 
the young men who have chosen to take on that role of being a mentor or being a father mm-hmm. figure. You know, I I think about it like in our own school, um, we have four male teachers, which is phenomenal. Um, three of them, actually all four of them are full-time. So, you know, just even like in my own life, kind of keeping a check on that of, okay, do these four people really, in actuality, they have like now 270 children. And some of them, you know, come from really, um, well, they all come from amazing families, but you know, some the father is present and some they're not. Um, but during those eight hours, like those four men are is our father figures, whether they have fathers at home or not. And so just making sure that like we're supporting them in the way that they need to be supported mm-hmm. and guided. And because it can be a, a pretty intense role, you know. Yeah, because sometimes because a lot of uh, temptations that you want to be mm-hmm. liked by anybody who yes, you're disciplined. Yeah. I mean, there's there's always that temptation. Oh, I want to be your friend mm-hmm. where a disciplinarian can't always mm-hmm. be a friend. Yep. They they have to take on now. They can be friendly. They can have a relationship, but ultimately the the friendship subordinates to you know correction. I I clearly remember growing up with my, I was blessed to have my father in my life, very very blessed, and we would go out to movies all the time. And there was a, a period where I thought oh, my dad is my friend, but then when I kind of hinted that, my dad mm-hmm. like very clearly established, no, I am not your friend. I am your father. Yes, we do a lot of stuff together, but mm-hmm. when push comes to shove. I'm the one who will put you back on the path. In your place. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, he wasn't mean about it, but he was just, I mean, when I said, oh, you're you're my friend, and dad's like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm I'm your father. And Mm -hmm. that's that's a clear difference. And it it was never more clear whenever, like, I would make my mom upset. He would take me aside. I was like, all right, you made my wife upset. He didn't say you made, I made my mom upset. It's like, you made my wife (laughs) upset. So, mm -hmm. um Let's let's talk about this. I mean, this I'm going you're not going to be raised this way. This is not the man who I want you to be. And that was always very poignant with, um, you know, how I I would look at the world, because I I know my own dad didn't really have his dad in his life, even though like it was present once a week. His Mm -hmm. parents were divorced, but my dad was always very um, emphatic of being present because he didn't have his own dad in his life. And so that was always a, an important thing for him. So I, I think in some sense, if, you, if you're if uh, you a man listening to this and you're now a father or a father figure to somebody, you know, think it is possible. You don't have you don't have to be perfect um, to do it, but at least trying. And, you know, some of the some of the things is looking, asking people for support, asking other guys like, hey, what do you think about mm-hmm. this? How do I how do I do this? I think one of the hardest thing for men to do being one is asking for help. Um, right. I, just saying, hey, I don't know what to do. Or just even, you know, having that community. I think that girls are much more um, apt to mm. or much more inclined to get together and like have a cup of coffee or go out for a glass of wine or just and visit. And I think for men, it, you know, yes, they may go out and play golf or something like that. But to sit down and like ask other men for advice, I don't know if that happens near as often as yeah. like Trish and I would do that on the phone, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. I think that that's something where our society might actually benefit is, you know, if that communication is open between fathers, between men who are father figures, um, you know, to to seek advice. Yeah. I mean, even as a priest, I still call my dad Mm -hmm. whenever if I have an issue that comes up as a priest. And I I still do. (laughs) I I call my dad. I mean, yeah, my dad's not a priest, but he's still a father. And I said, hey, this came up. What would you do in my shoes? And just now I'm not saying he's telling me exactly what to do, but he says, well, have you considered this? Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that? And, you know, it's that 
it's that relationship. And, and you know, we're all talking about all, all these benefits. And, I don't know. Yeah. I see Caleb rolling her eyes. Oh, so. I think we don't <laughs> yeah. even need, we don't even want to, or we disagree with our father's advice yeah. and he doesn't give us the right, you know, the right advice and that's okay. But just the fact that he's there, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a young unmarried female. So what do I know about fatherhood? Right. In, in the sense I could ask myself that because I'm not a father, you no. know, but I, I've had a wonderful dad. But what I, what, what I, when I'm reflecting and like listening to you talk, uh, I hope that men realize the dignity of their fatherhood and, and the honor and, um, the irreplaceability that the role that the Lord mm-hmm. is asking them to play. And why are we talking about the subject of fatherhood on Catholic radio? You know, um, and it is because how, how can we know and understand this? How can even if we have a good father, you know, the heavenly father loves us with a love that is like something incomprehensible. OK, mm-hmm. like so unique and unrepeatable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 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 unchanging. Right. And mm-hmm. dependable. And um, if if we don't have a father or if our father, you know, how can we. I guess it's just like, how can we understand that love? How can we, because a lot of people are actually hurt by their fathers. So they can't even, when we say that we have a heavenly father, like, well, I had a pretty lousy earthly father. Mm -hmm. Why would I even want to think of a heavenly father? Yeah. So like the, the Lord has given men this like responsibility and this gift to like communicate his love to his children in a way that a woman can't. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, I think it is just like. It's so beautiful. And even if you aren't a natural father, like you're still given this responsibility um, as a man, as a grown man to communicate the father's love to children and to other people. I I went to one of the racers dad's funerals. She was 14 and her dad died um, somewhat suddenly. And um, the funeral wasn't Catholic and uh, it was it was like a very emotional funeral and it was very beautiful. And a lot of people stood up and was like, this was my dad. You know, mm. like he was there for me. This was my dad. And after the funeral, I was like, Christina, I didn't know you had so many brothers and sisters. Mm. And they weren't her brothers and sisters. They mm-hmm. were just like people who this man yep. was their dad. I mean, yeah. he was their father figure, whether he was their biological father or not. And I don't think that men realize like how even if they're not um, in a relationship where they see this child or this young adult often, they're mm. still such an example for that person. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and just as a reminder, you're listening to a live for more on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at three, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we're talking about fatherhood, just the irreplaceability of that role in the family. And wh- what you were talking about kind of, I mean, it's not necessarily applicable to fatherhood, but I remember the... Um, there's a story of a man asking a a very uh, holy man, uh, asking him, what is my purpose in life? And the response was, your purpose in life is to love, mm-hmm. is to love. I mean, just to do that. I mean, that's that's what we're made for is to love. We're made in the image and likeness of God. We're, we're made by a, a, a trinity of love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to express that love is kind of what we're made for. It's not our jobs. It's not our our house. It's not... Um, you know, our school, it's our, our job is to love our, our purpose is to love. And, you know, how we do that is unique and unrepeatable in different ways. So, I mean, it's, it's important, and especially this aspect of loving uh, in fatherhood is, is, is super important. And I think that something that's really important to, um, to bring up in this conversation is, you know, the word for the word father um, 
in it, so in in the book Chronicles of Narnia, um, you know the word the name Aslan mm-hmm. there it um, instilled all different kinds of feelings in the four characters. You know, mm. um, Lucy felt like it was the first day of summer, mm. and you know just to, just the simply saying the name instilled all of these. Um, these emotions and feelings. And so I think for a lot of us, it's important to keep in mind that the word father can invoke a lot of emotions and feelings. And for some of us, it's pure love. Some of us, it's pure gratitude. Some of us, it is anger. Mm -hmm. Some of us, it is sadness. And so, you know, taking at whatever emotion that is um, and taking it to our heavenly father and, and saying, Lord, I, I thank you for the gift that, um, for the gift of a a wonderful physical father here on earth, if you've had it, or, you know, even coming to him and saying, Lord, like my father's hurt me or my father, not physically or even physically, you know, but like the father figure in my life has, like I have a, has I may a, have, I have had, a wound. right. Like I may have had a broken relationship with my father, but you know, I, I, I I'm trying to think of, like the, to, the Lord can redeem exactly, and you like know, show me where you were in this broken relationship. Show right, me, right. Show me your redemption, your mercy. Yeah, and also like it, you know, the that our heavenly Father is not does not have all those characteristics that maybe a father here on earth where they were lacking. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think that's important that we turn to the Lord and let, if you're um if you're part of this show with us and are hearing like you're thinking of oh my husband I mean this is so important for him why isn't he listening to this or if you're also thinking oh um I know all these people who should know that their dignity is uh, as a father is respected pray for them you know. There, there are so many statistics pointing towards, you know, the the irreplaceability of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this has been coming up a lot for me. Is that like when you know there's a conversion story? You know, statistically speaking, when a mother converts and the family's not uh, Christian or believing, it's it's a lower statistic of the rest of the family coming. It's not saying that mothers aren't important, mm-hmm. but it is overwhelmingly. Uh, in the direction of fathers, when they convert, it's like upwards of 70 to 80% of the entire family converting. There's a, an important role of value instilling that, you know, men have in on those who they they are loving as a father. Um, it is. The, so the statistic today among millennials, so people mm-hmm. our age, is that more than half of us think that it is not essential to raise your child with a father. So the trend is now that, like, we are telling men that we don't need you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like we don't we don't need you, you know, it just takes a woman to mm-hmm. raise a child. Um, and what I think it's doing is it's it's so men here that we don't need them. So then they just go away. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's stealing the truth of like their dignity. And just some statistics is that if or I mean, we don't I guess we don't have to say there's like a list of negative things that if you um, don't have a father, you know, yeah. like it, and I just think the reality is, is that. We don't want to steal this from men, and I think go ahead and list those. List um, some of those. So, like, if yeah. you are raised in a family without a father, you are less likely, or if, with a father, you are um, less likely to live in poverty. You are more likely to do better in school. You're less likely to do jail time. You're less likely to abuse drugs and alcohol and sex. You're less likely to. Um, you have a higher a vocabulary. Um, and, you know, but I, the reason why I was hesitant to read those statistics is that the reality is that some people who listen to this probably didn't have dads. Yeah. And, like, you're not a statistic. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and but, we share those things because now the, we're all, we all can make a choice. 
So like, okay, no matter our past or our future, it's we're we're living in the present moment. Mm-hmm. We can make a choice to say, all right, I will support those good things in my life, or I will encourage those other mm-hmm. people in my life to to do better. I will be there to support them. I mean, it's uh, so often we want to say, well, it's a program or someone else will support them. No, it, it starts with us mm-hmm. saying like, hey, I support you. I, I want you to do well. Have you ever thought about this? Hey, uh, have you have you ever a relationship with the Lord? Having a relationship with the Lord will make this better. I mean, without a doubt, always makes things for the better. Yeah. So, I mean, starting there, if you're wondering, how can I help, you know, increase fatherhood? First, have a relationship with your heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Starting there, and then he, by his will, he can guide you to, you know, make this world a better place. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, too, you know, just to, when we were first talking about fatherhood, um, one of the one of my most favorite songs came to mind and Trish and I were just actually talking about it yesterday. Um, but it's a song and it says like, you're a good, good father mm-hmm. and I'm loved by you. Um, and there's another part in the song where it says, um, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. And, you know, when I first heard it, I thought that it was as who I am instead of it's who I am. But it really like, that's it. Like he is a good, good father and mm-hmm. we are loved um, as who we are, you know, and he loves us infinitely and perfectly. And I think that, you know, a lot of times when we have a good relationship with our heavenly father, we're able, you know, to see the importance of having a good relationship with our biological father or spiritual fathers here on earth, or, you know, whoever it may be in our life who can be that father. But I think the most important thing is that we, we seek our heavenly father first and, um, and know that he loves us perfectly. No, that's, I mean, that kind of sums it up like all this teaching in a nutshell. And, you know, okay, this has all been kind of heavy, kind of thinking about talking about like the importance. The reason why we're, we're, we spent so much time talking about this importance is because it, well, it is important. Um, it is something to think about. And we, we have to kind of turn the tide. And you might be wondering, well, I'm just one person. I can't possibly do this. Yes, you can. You can't. All it takes is just one person saying, I want to be better in this world. I want to have a relationship with our Lord and be a light. And it is so possible. With his grace, it's not impossible. With God, all things are possible. And I think we could spend a long time talking about, mm-hmm. you know, fathers. I, I, I'm i sorry that we couldn't tell you about jokes about our own dads, but, you know, we all have kind of all this thing. But right now, um, we're going to close with her. Let's pray for our, all of our fathers, all those uh, men in our lives who have been kind of there for us. And Trisha, would you like to, to sure. close in prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we just come to you with grateful hearts for... Um, just all the fathers who you have placed in our life, Lord, priests and our biological fathers and just males who have been mentors. We pray, Lord, that you will bless all men with just an awareness of the dignity they have been given to communicate your love to the rest of the world as children of God. We entrust this into your most sacred heart. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can join us again uh, Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Until next time, God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sanctis.